What the fuck is up, chat? Oh, you know, not too much. <laughs> not, not too much. Just, you know, living, learning, loving. Those sorts of things. How's it going? How was your weekend? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. A little sleepy. Well, I don't know. It's, it's not that late, you know. You may just feel a little fatigued. But, weekend was pretty good. I, uh, I don't remember what I did on Saturday. Didn't we... No, that was Sunday. That was Sunday. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so anyway, welcome to Real Nerd Hours, a podcast ostensibly about nerd shit, anime, movies, music, TV, life, love, whatever. Live, laugh, love. Yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Real Nerd Hours. Yeah. Yeah. So as we alluded to earlier, Chet and I recorded some stuff over the weekend for the Patreon. And I witnessed a man die. Yes. Uh so the punishment, I'm just going to skip to the punishment because that's the interesting part. Uh, the punishment was mixing that hot sauce, uh, the the Mad Dog 357 that I have in my refrigerator still for some reason uh, with the shot of tequila and taking that if we were to fail this challenge. The challenge was to see who could go further in getting over it, and I lost. Yeah, that, that, game, that game is punishing. But not as punishing as that shot. No, not at all. Uh, that was the first time in a very long time that I've thrown up, by that, the way. That was... I want to say it was back in 2012 was oh. the last time I threw up. Last time I threw up was Friday. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. I'm not a man with a weak constitution, so... I don't know. There was like a 10-year streak. No, more like a 6-year streak where I'd never thrown up at all. I hadn't gotten sick. I... I never threw up from drinking and then once once i had too much for loco and bad yakisoba the floodgates were forever open <laughs> that sucks yeah so now i'm just kind of like prone to getting the spins and stuff so if i try and lay down too too soon after i've been drinking it's out if i got into a, a long car ride after i've been drinking it's out <laughs> <laughs> just so many things just like oh no, guess we're puking now god damn i th- my body filters through alcohol fucking fast so it's never or it's rarely a situation where i'm super drunk for a long period of time and uh, the room starts to spin and shit like gotcha, that yeah that's that's only if i drink a shitload in a like a super small amount of time right and that's part of the reason why i stopped drinking hard liquor so often oh part of it yeah i i can usually be fine as long as i'm not doing shots but i like doing shots (laughs) oh okay well fair enough i prefer beer so that's i guess yeah liquor sicker beer clear yeah however however the thing goes y'all know that fucking live and adage (laughs) (laughs) it's a super big lie oh it's a huge lie are you fucking kidding me there there was a a show on spike tv which kind of dates this statement just by saying spike tv well they only recently just changed over to paramount network or whatever the fuck they're i didn't know they changed i just figured they were off the air but i just stopped watching tv in general so (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i forgot what it was called but it was something to the effect of like bro science even though it wasn't bro science but uh yeah it was kind of mansers mansers yeah that's it yeah so it's kind of like mythbusters but for like frat stories and uh yeah one of the things they tested was is this true and of course no it's a fucking lie yeah it's probably if i had to guess it has to do more with the fact that 
people are drinking beers right out of the can. Mm. And because as Chet learned one time and as I, I found a video explaining this, but essentially the liquid doesn't decompress properly if you drink it right out of the can. So it's like oh, decompressing as yeah, it gets so into your stomach. Fizzier in exactly. your stomach. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it does that and then you start throwing up because of that. Huh. But I mean this is why I recommend shotgunning all of your beers. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would just make it worse. That's why yeah. we have to start drinking out of pint glasses. Yeah. We have to pour it in and make sure that there's head in there. Like no okay. head shouldn't be the goal. It should be minimal or the appropriate amount of head for yeah. the drink. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm a fan of double toppy. So, you know, give me, give me the extra head. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking A, Chet. Fucking a chat. I haven't, I haven't played any more getting over it since I purchased it. I'm not surprised because it's not fun. It's not a fun game. It. I mean, like once we watched the speed run of like how long that game actually is, <laughs> when we were playing it, and I was like fucking up after I had like gotten farther and you know lost all that progress. I wanted to keep going, right? Then I saw how much there was left, and I was like, fuck this. I don't want to touch this game ever again. That's completely fair, because that game is bullshit, and the voiceover is bullshit. Yeah. But I hate the voiceover on that game, because the guy is super pretentious, and it seems antagonistic after a certain point. Yeah. You know, so like the game basically is saying, oh, hey, don't give up. You know, you'll... We we all face setbacks in life, and you know they try to be all philosophical about it and shit. But it just feels like the game's kicking you when you're down more than like trying to encourage you. Like the the timing of it, the way he delivers it, it's it's clearly not malicious. But you just don't want to hear it. Not from this fucking game. Not right now. Yeah, and his stupid fucking accent. Yeah. Yep. Fuck you, Bennett. Funny. Yeah. Fuck him. Piece <laughs> of shit. Anyway, chat, somebody wrote up something pretty interesting on the subreddit. All right, what you got? Boar underscore Boar wrote up his little synopsis of Devilman Crybaby. Oh, I didn't get to see that. You should take a look. It's pretty interesting. All of you listening at home should take a listen to that. Oh, yeah, okay. Or take a listen. Take a read at Take a look at it. This is long. It. Yeah, it's long. It's it's interesting, though. All right. It's got I'm, some interesting insights. I don't agree with a good portion of it, but, I mean, that's what opinions are for, right? Hey, can't all be right. <laughs> yeah, I am all the time, there constantly, yeah, forever but, and which, always. But then that means that anyone who disagrees with you is wrong. Therefore, Obviously. can't all be right. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. You got right. me there. I will have to read this later. I, I expected to just be able to like skim over it, but no. No. Yeah. It's, it's pretty interesting. I'm not going to walk back any of that shit that I said about it, though. Fuck that. <laughs> it was stupid. No, I, I heard some... I learned some things about the original show that was... So, Devilman Crybaby is a basically a retelling of the Devilman story, but you could also argue that's a sequel. That's kind of besides the or point. Or a reboot. It doesn't really matter because apparently it's all just a time loop. Like, they just get to this point. The devil finds Akira. devil falls in love with Akira, essentially. And then 
destroys the world, God reboots everything, and we do this shit again. Oh, okay. So it is actually just the time loop of the same shit happening over and over again. Yeah. I mean, granted, they don't really say one way or another, but the the series actually opens up with those circles. So you could say that, like, okay, well, here we are again. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, yeah, that that does clarify some things for me. Once someone explained to me that they did that in the original series and, like, it was always like this and, you know, mm-hmm. it, it it answered some questions that I didn't even know I had. <laughs> yeah. Just things I didn't really think about and, uh, you know, made, made a little bit more sense out of the series. But it is still a weird series and I still stand by most of the opinions that I had. Yeah. Yep. And apparently the moons are old Earths, all of them, constantly. Yeah. So it's only happened once before. Yeah. Or maybe twice. I guess I twice. Know. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. Fuck that show. <laughs> I, was, I wanted something cool and fun. I mean, it started that way. Yeah. Yeah, it did. It did. And then the ending happened. Yep. Then the last three episodes happened. Yo, the last three were like, all right. You done lost me, but I'm not going to quit now. <laughs> yeah, I've made it this far. I can just stop paying as close attention to this if I need to. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty funny, like, having watched the series and then seeing other people's reactions to it, though. Because I got a lot, like, a live play-by-play from Connie when she was watching through it. And she was just yelling about everything. How dumb it was? Uh, Just stuff like, you know, oh... Shit, is 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 dad gonna die? Oh, dad's dead. Oh, mom's dead too. <laughs> yep. I I mean like the thing is, uh, like I said last time, I don't know, was it last week or the week before? I think last week. Okay. So I like I had said time. <laughs> same. Like I had said whatever time it was before, uh if, if there's like an overabundance of something, then nothing really matters. Yeah. And that's how I felt about all the deaths happening to all the characters. Right. There was, there was a point where I was legitimately like, Oh shit, this character died. And then that just went right out. Like as soon as, as soon as more people started dying, it's like, Oh, everyone's just going to die now. Like yep. literal everyone. And then yeah, literal everyone. died. Yeah. Oh yeah. By the way, spoilers. Yeah. Every, <laughs> everyone dies. I hate shows like that, by the way. Yeah. I think it, it shows and movies. Well, yeah. Anything that just completely makes Everything that just happened up to that point, pointless. Yeah. Like, all the investment, all the emotion that you had up to this point, I was like, oh, okay, well, that don't matter. It's, it's like, okay, fucking cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Congratulations. Death has meaning because we live. Life has meaning because we die. But if everyone dies, then life has no meaning, so what the fuck? What's the point of the show? Yeah. God damn. Be, okay, something's been bothering me lately. What you got? So, I... Uh, <laughs> And this is a terrible aside, but I've been I've been arguing with people on the internet about rap music again. Uh oh! And somebody had the fucking audacity to tell me that Immortal Technique is one of the best rappers ever, and I wanted to mm. choke myself the fuck out. the The reason why it reminded me of this is because Immortal Technique has a song called "Dance with the Devil." 
which is basically the devil man crybaby of songs. <laughs> and I and invariably it's always somebody who's listening to rap music for the first time in their of life. Of course, yeah. And they're like, Oh, this is so deep, this is so crazy. I love Tupac and I love I love Immortal Technique. But like for some reason they only find like the deep inspirational songs of Tupac. Oh yeah. And, and not like the gangster shit. Yeah, and not like I get around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it really bothers me that Immortal Technique is held up to this like super high regard. Like I get that he's conscious yeah. and I get that he is like a good political activist, but he's not a good rapper. So if you if you like Immortal Technique, maybe 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 you have shit taste. Yeah, <laughs> maybe you've got shit taste. I, I can't actually think of any Immortal Technique songs. Well, that's because the only one that you would probably know about is Dance with the Devil, where he says, William. I know. I know. Oh, it's about a young man who like wants to be initiated into a gang. So what they do is they kidnap a junkie off the street and rape her on the rooftop of a building. Tight. And then it turns out that it's William's mom. She. And so... Uh, I think they convince him to kill her uh, before he finds out that it's her. And then after he kills her, he jumps off the building. Oh. Yeah. And I, I was like, okay, that's edgy teen shit. Congratulations. Yeah. It's like horror core. It's uh, horror uh. core is a genre of rap where it's all about like, like vile shit. Yeah. So it's real, real uplifting stuff. Yep. I yeah. fucking hate that kind of shit. Yeah, uh, that's kind of dumb. I'm I'm down with conscious rap. You know, it's every once in a while it's nice to have something that actually it's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. We do got to be better people. Well, I mean, technically, I, to be completely fair, not technically, but that song is a conscious rap song. It's sure, giving yeah. you the warnings of trying to initiate into a gang. Right. It's it's showing you the vials of being a gang member and you know the shit that can happen when you're involved with these terrible people but yes yeah but i don't i don't care for conscious music anymore i used to when i was a teenager it's like, great when oh, you're a teen. yeah there was this guy called uh oh god what was his name i think his name was free speech and it was around the time that shake your laffy taffy had come out by oh, d4l god. yeah and he made a song called or he had like a mixtape called laffy taffy rots your teeth <laughs> And this was around the time that I'd taken like my first junior college class in black studies. Oh, so man. I was like super woke hotep shit. Yeah. And this guy was speaking my shit. fucking language. Yeah. Straight third up. Eye was, it, right, third eye was wide open. Y'all. Wide the fuck open. I was out here like I was going to get an onk tattoo as soon as I turned 18 <laughs> <Yeah>. and shit. <laughs> and I, uh, God, that was. Yeah, so essentially his um his message in his music was like yo like this is just like shucking and jiving for white people stop doing this you're making black people look bad this is <laughs> this is all buffoonery this is terrible oh. i can't believe you guys are doing this it was that it was like down on every kind of rap music that wasn't especially conscious gotcha and it was bad it was it like i went back and i listened to it recently and it's very bad a lot, I feel like conscious rap really ages poorly. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, well, I also got to say that about a lot of dumb raps, too. Well, I mean, <laughs> there there's only a handful of music that survives, like, yeah. decades over, right? Yeah. Like, a lot of that G-Unit shit, as much shit as I used to talk about it, like, that shit still slaps today. Yeah, there's some stuff that I go back and I'm like, wow, 
I kind of slept on this. Like, yeah, yeah. All right. Like, I, I, I listened to. I fell in love with this, or I'm in love with the stripper by T Pain. Oh man, it's not an especially good song, but it's still like, it still sounds like a like a good song. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it's not too still. Yeah, exactly. It's not especially good, but like, it still holds up. Hey, I'm like. Let's see. Oh, there. Uh, like, Shake Your Laffy Taffy, for instance. <laughs> or Yup in My White Tea. Like, oh, neither geez, of those yeah. songs fucking hold up. Yeah, anything by Soldier Boy. Yeah. <laughs> Most things by Lil Wayne. Most. Most things. Did I tell you, did I share the story on the show about how I went to a Soldier Boy concert? I don't think so. Okay, so back when I was living in LA, I went to see Soldier Boy. Oh, who the fuck else was there? Uh, fuck. What's his name? Riff Raff. Oh man, it was uh, Soldier Boy, Riff Raff, Father, and somebody named Mike Deese. Okay, and they. It was just the concert. I can't remember the group that put it on, but it's one of those like super party focused groups. Sure, they had like a sick DJ opening up and shit. It was actually surprisingly like a dope show hey and soldier boy of course he performed the staples the worst part about this though is so they had two gjs open up the night and their sets were longer than all of the rappers put together i hate that shit and soldier boy was on stage for probably about 20 minutes or something like that (sighs) and then riffraff didn't even rap his own shit half the time yeah he was kind of just standing on the stage he would say a line or two and then walk back and forth on the stage and then say a line or two and then he got off stage riffraff come on you're better than this (laughs) yeah but i did find out about mike deese he's got a song called young ho I'll be getting paid like a young hoe. I'll be getting laid like a young hoe. That's, yeah, that's Mike Deese. That's, and his ad libs are so fucking stupid. Oh, I love that. I'm famous. I'm famous. I'm sexy. I'm sexy. God damn it. I'll be getting paid like a young hoe. I don't fuck with it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I I like the song a lot. It's like the the perfect amount of trashy. But anyway, Soldier Boy's music doesn't doesn't hold up. Nah. Uh but there yeah, a lot of G Unit. I listened to a bunch of G Unit and like a bunch of the Bad Boy stuff from the early 2000s is oh, also man. quite good. Ooh. Yeah. Some good shit there. Yeah. Definitely. Well, anyway, aside <laughs> over, aside aside. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's how that's how conversations were. Like, how the fuck did we get here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You watch anything recently? Yeah, I, I finished Inuyashiki, and I just want to reiterate my recommendation for that, because that show, I, it's, it's really good. I would say it was definitely the uh, best thing I watched from the last season. Was it? Is there a dub? Not that I know of. <gasps> <laughs> I mean, I don't think I don't think yet. If there is, I didn't I didn't even look. So okay, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, but uh, I highly recommend it. So uh, you know, if you if you can split your eyes in half and read subs while watching the show, then go on ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also watched the uh, the Captain Underpants movie that's on Netflix now, mm-hmm. and uh, it was pretty cool. You know, I. I wasn't the best movie ever by any stretch but i really liked those books when i was a kid like i was in third or fourth grade when the first one came out and i loved it 
So yeah, I was I was pretty excited to see that they were doing more with it. I was, I kind of assumed the series was just dead after like I don't know how many books. I think I knew of like six of them. But uh, yeah, it, it was a cool movie. They it's obviously a kids movie, and they they stayed rather true to the source material. The animation was great. Like they have this. The way they rendered everything was really nice. And then they use a lot of different animation techniques in there. So there's like, there's a sock puppet section. There's a lot of 2D effects, like hand animated stuff in combination with the 3D animation. There's like a a section where stuff's done in marker. It's pretty avant-garde actually for even for any animation, but it's very well done. And there weren't a bunch of musical numbers and no heavy-handed morals to be had. It was just a fun movie. So well, I, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't do, like, any of the things I hate about kids' movies. So, yeah, big ups to that. Yeah, that's legit. I'll check it out. Yeah. I was curious about it because, much like you, Captain Underpants was a huge staple as a child. Yeah. And, yeah, I fucked with it. And I, I always wondered if they were ever going to do one because they had announced one, like I want to say, like six or seven years ago. Yeah. And I thought it was going to be live action. Like, we, I think yeah. the original plan was to do a live action one. That wouldn't have translated nearly as well, I think. No, definitely not. Because child actors, at least, I mean, like up until recently, have been garbage. Yeah. It, which is really strange. I don't know how child actors got good out of nowhere. I don't know. And I... I even like the little kid in it did a great job. Yeah. And he's like five. Yeah. Like that is really impressive. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that happened, but you know, shout out to the, to the kids putting in work, but I, I don't think this movie would have worked very well. Cause like it's a really silly movie that's played straight by the characters in a lot of ways. It's just more like the absurd situations and like, you know, their reactions to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what what childhood story do you think they're gonna bring back for a movie? Ooh, let's see, Huckleberry Finn. <laughs> <laughs> never, <laughs> fucking never. Um, yeah, shit. I don't know. I don't remember a lot of like. Do you remember the sanitized version of Huckleberry Finn with Jonathan Taylor Thomas from when we were kids? Oh shit! Well, that was uh, the. That was focused on Tom Sawyer, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which was which was a more lighthearted story, anyway. Yes. So yeah, I remember that that was that was a thing. I don't know if I ever actually saw it, but I remember that it existed. If I watched it, then I promptly <laughs> forgot about it. <laughs> oh shit! Fucking period pieces. Get out of here. <laughs> Starring kids. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. Fucking hell. Whatever happened to JTT? He got old. Yeah. And he stayed short. Ugh. (laughs) I think that's the worst part with a lot of those kid actors. Because they'll be real cute as kids and then grow up and just be mongrels. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Like, um... I mean, uh, Daniel Radcliffe is like 5'5", five, five, so he can't get a lot of work. But he's he's been at it, so you know he's one of the people that did kind of get around that. Yeah. But um, uh, Haley Joel Osment, 
looks fucking weird. <laughs> his face is too small for his head. There's a, I forget the name of the kid, but the kid who played Anakin in the prequels or in the just episode one, he just, that was it. That was the only thing he fucking did. Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't get work after that. And uh, he looks weird as fuck. Yeah. And he was also recently arrested. <laughs> oh, that's right. Not recently. Maybe it was, like five years ago, four years ago. It was somewhat recent. It was a DUI, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, something like that. But uh, yeah, a lot of those kids do not age well. No, not at all. I think the next reboot they're gonna they're gonna try to make Harriet the Spy relevant again. Oh, I could see that. Yeah, or even like any of those old spy movie or spy books like Encyclopedia Brown, The Hardy Boys. Yeah. You know, Anything I, by Judy Bloom, The Babysitter's Club, they might try to bring back. Yeah. Oh, boy. Man, all those book series I didn't read. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they, they said they were going to do something with one of the Judy Bloom series. The, the Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing. I don't remember if that was Ooh. the first book. But whatever the first book was in that series, I feel like they said they were going to do something with that. They may have already. It may have just been straight to streaming service. Oh, could be. That's the weirdest part because what I didn't realize is that people will buy up rights. Well, I mean, although I did know about this portion, I didn't know about the latter portion. So the first part is a lot of people will buy up rights to things just so nobody else can make them. Yeah. Which is like a super weird and shitty thing to do. Yeah. There was a book series I really liked by Piers Anthony called, uh, the, the series is called incarnations of immortality. And the basic idea is that there's five aspects of life. That's death, nature, time, war, and, uh, fate. And someone becomes those, aspects and the first one is about death and i learned that Ooh, that it, sounds fucking tight it's super cool because basically the idea is that the guy's gonna kill himself death walks in the door he turns the gun onto death shoots death in the face <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here get out <laughs> fuck you skeleton <laughs> but then he becomes death because he just killed death so now he's now he's the fucking Grim Reaper and he has to like learn how to take people's souls and you know all that. But mm-hmm. uh I after I read the books, I went onto Wikipedia and like was doing some research on like some of the backstory and I learned that someone had bought the movie rights to it like very recently to when I was reading through this, which would have been in like two thousand seven, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shit, someone bought the movie rights. That's going to be tight. Like, you know, this can make for a really cool series. Nothing. Nothing. That's it. Nothing. They purchased the rights. And, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> some things some things they just try to get developed. I don't know. Hollywood's a really weird and shitty place because they do a lot of dumb shit with things. Like, they, if somebody finds the rights to something, they'll buy it just to try to have one of their friends develop it. Yeah. And if they can't get it off the ground with their friend, then nobody can have it. It's like fuck, like fuck, man, fuck. I don't know. It's a really weird place. Yeah, uh, nepotism is a real thing. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. I didn't watch anything. I started to watch the Godzilla thing, but uh, it. I realized it was out too late, and I didn't get a chance to watch all of it. I saw about the first half of it. I don't like the way that Godzilla looks in it. Yeah. It, I don't know. Do you know? I don't know if this makes sense, but. 
if it's it's sinewy like he looks like muscles he looks like just one giant muscle that's weird yeah it's well his skin anyway like i don't know it's tough to explain that just looks real muscly it sounds weird what's the name of the new series i want to see this it's just called godzilla planet of the monsters all right yeah i i like godzilla i like the show the show so far at least i watched about half of it it's part one of i don't know how many parts but it's an hour and a half long movie so i mean technically i guess it's an episode of a show but it's it started out pretty strong i was fucking with it oh yeah he looks mad muscular yeah (laughs) yeah which is kind of weird i understand kind of why they did it but it just makes it hard to make out the features on him you know what i mean yeah i mean godzilla has always been monochromatic so yeah now it's just kind of more detailed than it needs to be yeah kind of how it ends up being and they it's a cg show yeah so it's like everything looks a little bit weird anyway yeah oh well yeah whatever what can you do so Bitcoin crashed today. <laughs> uh, I think it was in the process of crashing over the last few days. Yeah, but now it's... A f- Did it I go sub 10,000? I, I think it's just under 10K right now. All right, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I I was watching it. Um, no, somebody had posted about it in the, in the Discord. Oh, okay. And it just dropped way the fuck off. It just... I don't know, in a matter of hours, really. That's it just kind of, I think somebody just did a huge sale. They Probably. just sold a bunch of their shit. And that caused every other cryptocurrency to crash. Yeah. With the exception of like three. Apparently, Dogecoin exploded in response to that. Really? Like when you say it exploded, how much is it worth? They say the total of it is now worth $5 billion, Which Dogecoin? That, that sounds incorrect to me, but I did no research into it beyond that. Beyond that headline. I'm about to look it up. Yeah. Fact checking. Please do. <laughs> oh, it's still it's still worth jack shit. It's up 31%. Oh, I mean, that's... So, it's... Uh, yeah. No, I it's, mean, it, if you had a lot of money invested in it, which kind of no one did, but if you did, uh, then hey, extra, yeah. extra 30%. It's um worth point... It's like 800th of a cent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that point zero zero eight three two seven. That's an eight thousandth of a cent. If there are two zeros ahead of it? Yeah, because the first is a tenth, then it's a hundred oh, thousand. I'm so stupid. No. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Uh so Yeah, I mean it's nothing nothing too crazy. Yeah. Uh, most of most coins crashed. It looks like actually huh. Things are moving back up. Of course, because now that it's crashed, people are Buy. other people are buying into it. Yes, now. yeah, exactly. So Bitcoin is up to eleven point nine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh Ripple is up to one fifty again. Yeah. Yep. Looks like everything is back up. Huh. Holy shit. I looked this morning and everything was fucking dead. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> there was some. There were some. I'm about to jump off the ledge posts on Reddit today. Yeah, I saw some <laughs> of those. It was really. It's kind of funny, but it's just so sad. I mean, I feel. I feel 
the slightest bit bad for people who like put their life savings into this shit. But the thing that every economist tells you, the thing that like every online resource will tell you is that this is not a for sure thing. Like if you put money into the stock market, you do it as a gamble. If you put money into a crypto, you do it as a fucking gamble. Like, yeah, 100%. It's people treat it as a get rich quick scheme cuz if you stake around for the long term, yeah, you're going to get money out of it. But it's the same thing with the stock market. But it's just way more volatile. Yeah, it's far more volatile than the stock market. You can stand to make a shitload of money yeah. if you if you play your fucking cards right. But not everybody can. Like it's it's about it's basically like pe- playing penny stocks. What you have to do is look for something that's so remarkably low in value, such as Dogecoin, mm-hmm. and just kind of sit on it until the value explodes. Yeah. I mean, the Doge is a dead meme at this point, so I can't imagine that the value would go up much more. Right. So. It would be about finding a new coin. And like I said last time, read the white papers, see what kind of technology they're looking at. Mm -hmm. And if it sounds far-fetched, it is. Like, (laughs) IOTA is jack shit. Like, that that thing hasn't even proven that it can run the network that it's touting. All right. It's, God, it's bullshit. But whatever. I had a long drawn out conversation with one of my coworkers about it. And he's, (laughs) he's like, I will never invest in it ever. I was like, well, I mean, that's fair. I, I think as much hype as there is around cryptos right now, you got to remember that this is still a niche thing. Super. Like, and a new sucker's born every minute. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, most people aren't going to be investing their money into this. It's never, it's never going to take over paper money. It's never going to take over the whatever the fiat currency fiat, thank you i was gonna say fica and i'm like that is absolutely not right <laughs> fica <laughs> yeah uh, but but yeah it, it's never gonna take over because if it does it's no longer crypto and then it's gonna be a new fiat so pfft. yeah yeah i mean uh, we'll we'll see yeah. it'll have its utility in the future but i think the more important thing is like the technology that they're trying to use behind it all right chat uh do we have anything else to talk about today not that I can think of. All right. Well, we're sorry. We kind of <laughs> fucked up for this week. Nothing interesting happened. Yeah. Not. Oh, you know what? Actually, something did. Something did. What? I, I take all. I take all of that back. YouTube changed its policy for oh, for yeah. like user minimums and shit. It's really wild. So dumb. So before, in order to make the YouTube Partner Program, what you had to do was make sure that you got ten thousand lifetime views. Prior to that, it was kind of just open to everybody. Right. And then it was 10,000 lifetime views, which means 10,000 over however long. Mm-hmm. Now, it's within a calendar year, you have 4,000 hours of watched content and 1,000 subscribers. And then you're making some money. There's a, There are a few people that I spoke to about this because initially I didn't think it was that big of a deal mm-hmm. because like, okay, all right, well, it's 4, you have this hours, yeah, you fucking, you have 4,000 hours, you have like a hundred or a thousand subscribers. You can't be really making that much money on YouTube. Right. Then I spoke to a couple people and like there are a handful of cats that I was talking to that are making like two or three hundred dollars a month off of YouTube with no numbers lower than that. Yeah. And I was like, huh. I didn't I didn't actually think that was the case. I didn't think that was possible. That's really strange. And so 
they implemented this policy. I don't know why. I really don't understand it. Because if this is like a reaction to somebody like Jake Paul doing something ridiculous, then like, why are you punishing the small channel? Yeah. It doesn't make much sense. So basically what this, to put some things into perspective, 4,000 hours viewed for, if you have 30 second videos, I think it's something like 360,000 views. 30 second? Yeah, if you're doing 30 second videos. Oh, oh shit. It's so you'd have to have 300,000 views within the last year. It's more than 300,000. If you're doing 20 second videos, that's 700,000 views yeah. within a year. And yeah, there are channels that crush those numbers, but those channels were making money hand over fist anyway. Yeah. So what the who the people who really get fucked out of this are the people who were already struggling on YouTube because their algorithms don't do well for people who don't upload content every day. The people who really make the most out of YouTube are the people who are doing 10 and 15 minute vlogs daily, which is the worst content on the net. (laughs) Just the most fucking pointless, vapid bullshit. And that's how you get dead bodies in a forest. Hey, got to get that content. Hey. So... Then you have people like animators who, yeah, they can put something out like a minute a week because a minute of animation takes a while. And okay, so that one thing that they did got 10,000 views. Cool. Now do 4,000 of that. Or 400,000? Yeah, it's a minute, 400,000, you know, whatever. Point is, it's a lot. It it is. I got to do the math now. Yeah. What is it? 4,000 times 60? Yeah, that's or divided 20, by. Is it divided by? Yeah. Is it? Or no, no times. Yeah, I'm stupid. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Four thousand times sixty. Oh, two hundred and forty thousand. Yeah, two hundred forty k views. Jesus Christ! In a year, that's a lot for a lot of people. I mean, god damn. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, the thing is, ah, oh, man. With animators, I've I've always had beef with animators online because they complain about how difficult animator animation is. Yeah, but it's just do animatics, dog. You don't have to do like full scale fucking animation for every video. You could just do like little. You can do storyboards. You know how people do the draw your life shit on YouTube. Yeah, it doesn't need to be like a full on. I guess not everybody's funny, so it's difficult to do some of that stuff. I I agree with some of that, but I also think there should be a platform for people to really flex their animation muscles that isn't working for Disney. That isn't yeah. working for some huge studio. Well, there is. It's called YouTube. But you just got to work for free for a little bit. For a lot of bit. For a lot of bit, yeah. But the thing is also, you can also spin up like a Patreon. Yeah, and, and the, I think that's what most of them end up doing. Yeah, but the the engagement on Patreon is super low. Yeah. Uh, I mean, conversion from YouTube uh, for Patreon is super low. I think most people, if somebody's getting like 60,000 views on their on their videos, it's like... 0.2 percent yeah that's crazy. something like that it's not it's not one percent i can i can assure you of that yeah i don't know it depends i mean I, it, yeah it depends a whole lot on the content that that person is making mm-hmm. but I yeah mean, and i mean there's there's also more outlets now where like people will do their animations live on twitch and just stream as they work and then you know that's that's also a, a 
venue that they can take. But, you know, working, <clears throat> streaming while you work is difficult, distracting, and goddamn, do I hate having people watch me when I work. <laughs> so having the entire internet and have that shit archived, like that to me is, that's, ugh. Yeah. I mean, I, I can understand to a certain degree. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not, oh God, like I, I hate being young armchair man <laughs> because I know there, there are other ways to go about things that mm. aren't so difficult. Like what I just mentioned, doing animatics versus full-on animation. Yeah. So, like, yeah, you can do that. But also, like, that's not guaranteed success either. No. Right? Everybody wants to be successful. But, I mean, like, even for fuck's sake, everybody wants to be successful. But, like, there's no guarantee for success. You could just be spinning your wheels for your entire life and end up fucking yourself. Yeah. So... Don't don't get me wrong here. I'm not saying like, oh, these animators are fucking retarded. They need to work harder because everybody wants to work harder. Everybody wants to do what they want to do in life. Yeah. But I mean, shit, if you're telling me like somebody's not willing to do animatics or even like short vlogs or like weird tutorials about some of the stuff that they do, even the most boring person can do a tutorial. Yeah. And there's some bad tutorials out there that got a lot of views yeah exactly i've watched a shitload of them and you can you can do all kinds of shit i don't know i don't i it's not that i don't have sympathy for some people but i mean like ah oh god i mean and not it, to it, be a there, huge asshole there is definitely something to be said about you know you gotta play to your audience if the system is fucking you then change how you're going about it like take advantage of it instead of being fucked yeah so yeah, there's, there is definitely that. <clears throat> there is definitely that, but I do think there should be a better platform for some of the more artistic outlets. That's yeah. better than YouTube because better than Deviant Art. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Oh, good old Deviant Art. You ever play the Sonic game on Deviant Art? Is that like six degrees of separation, but with Sonic? Sure. No, <laughs> it's just uh, you You go to DeviantArt or Google Images and you type in your name, The Hedgehog. Oh, yeah. I played that. Yeah. Uh, there was like a silver one for me, I think. This was a long time ago. Yeah. I had one. I was surprised to find one for Chet the Hedgehog. And uh, basically just Sonic with pants. Oh, cool. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. Actually, I want to see if I can find that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just I mean join the discussion join the discussion put your uh, put your hedgehog fursona yeah yeah put it in put it in the thread let yeah. us know what your hedgehog looks like or better yet put it in the discord we have a warhammer 40k channel in the discord now that's where all of our random shit goes <laughs> oh excuse me it's it's brown sonic with pants brown sonic with pants okay look at you yeah <laughs> look at you got gloves on yeah I don't know it's I don't mean to be an asshole about this but it's basically like if you're on youtube and you're making like 200 dollars a month off of it and that's what you're living off of like i like kudos to you but i mean like wouldn't your time be better like i understand chasing your passion but like depending on what country you're in and what state i suppose in the u.s you could be making more money with a part-time job oh yeah i was doing 
When I was working at Subway part-time, I was doing about yeah, between 150 and $200 a week plus tips. And that was part-time at Subway. Yeah. Granted, if you're doing Subway and working YouTube, getting $200 a month, then, you know, hey, good for you. Make good use of that time. Yeah. Okay, so my hedgehog is a gray one with a... Uh, like a scarf? Yeah, incredibly emo looking. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Sad boy. Sad boys 2001. There are a bunch of other ones here. There's one with raver pants on <laughs> with like a 10 pack. <laughs> oh, shit. Super sane hedgehog right here. And there's one that's like a chick. Oh, no, that's Shane the hedgehog. My bad. But why is Shane the Hedgehog girl? That's not, I, I don't know. That's not a girl name. No, it's not. No. Join make. the discussion if you know any Shanes that are girls. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, anyway, I, it's, all this weird shit aside, do you. If you want to have fun on YouTube, do you. But, like, I don't want to see complaining from you. Yeah. I don't know. Being on YouTube... Especially, I hate seeing people who have huge audiences complain, too. That one kills me. That, well, I, I, do compl- I do appreciate the people that complain for the sake of the little guy. Like, I highly doubt Logan Paul is going to be out here saying, wow, YouTube's new policy is stupid because it cr- kills smaller channels. Because he's one of the biggest channels out there. So he's just going to make as much money as he was, if not more. Yeah. Well, less now because he's <laughs> lost his ad deal. Yeah. But, but I mean, <laughs> hey, stupid game, stupid prizes. You know how it goes. But some medium to large size channels have been saying, like, yo, if y'all did this when I was trying to be a young up and comer, I wouldn't be here right now because I had to quit my job for this and, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I can appreciate the sentiment there. Yeah, but you got to make sacrifices, right? It's, that's most of life. What I don't get, though, what I, what I don't understand about the change to YouTube is I don't think YouTube is putting out all this money to these little channels that are only making 100 bucks a month, $200 a month. Like, that's, that's pittance to them. That's nothing. But other people are literal millionaires off this shit, like... Well, I... How I, many people are, are being affected by this and... How much money is that really going to save them? What I'm interested in finding out is how much of that money is like what the breakdown is between like the top 20% of YouTube and all of the smaller channels that are just like making yeah. little baby amounts of money. Yeah. Because there could be like millions of people out there that have little baby YouTube channels getting like two or 300 views per hit. Could and like be. making like $300 a month or whatever. And, like, there there could be, like, a shitload of them out there. That's true. I, I do want to see the breakdown on that. Because then, if that is the case, then I would change my opinion a bit. But I just feel like that's probably not true. I, I think it is more skewed toward the top than that. Yeah, if I had to guess. Because, I mean, oh, God. Like, the top YouTube channels. Well, uh, discounting corporate channels because right. they have their own ad sales like Vivo teams. Vivo and stuff. Yeah, they have like they're they're paid directly by advertisers. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what else though. Like I like the larger channels, the larger individual channels. 
like uh, H3H3 or Philip DeFranco or whatever. Sure, yeah. They're probably making a dumb amount of money. Yeah. Huh. And there's there's plenty of channels like that. There's at least, say, 10,000 people who are getting, you know, thousands of views daily. Yeah, hundreds of thousands, millions of views. I mean, there are a few cats out there that are making millions of views per video. Which is insane. Yeah, yeah. Somebody like... uh H3H3 and Philip DeFranco. They both make like millions of views per video. And Phil is like uploading daily, like five days a week. And he's got multiple channels too. Yeah. That's when people start really fucking with their money is like, yo, I've got my politics vlog, my daily vlog, my here's me raising my kids vlog, here's me cooking. And, you know, like all his separate channels, all getting hundreds of thousands, millions of views. Oof. Yeah. That's good money. Extremely good money. But whatever. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Nope. No, it doesn't. You want to get into questions from the subreddit? Yeah, let's get into it. Uh, Reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. Join the conversation. Hashtag join the conversation. Join the conversation. Playboy. Join, join the conversation. Hey, join the conversation. Samurai Jack the Face Ripper asks, what do you think about the quote-unquote feud between Mark Wahlberg and Michelle Williams in regards to pay? As far as I'm concerned, pay for an actor is all subjective, just like any form of art. Marky Mark puts asses in seats. Bottom line. I could walk up and ask any person to name a Mark Wahlberg film, and I'd be willing to bet I can get an answer. Shooter. I was going to say, uh, uh, pain and gain. <laughs> Ask the same question about Michelle Williams. I bet 75% of the populations will think I'm talking about the third wheel from Destiny's Child. What's your take? There's always been these really hot debates about actors' pay, especially when it comes down to men versus women. Like, there was... Someone new came onto the... to Someone new came onto the Today Show. That is... Oddly, oddly hard to say. <laughs> Someone new came on to the... Oh, yeah. <laughs> to the Today Show. And... It was a woman replacing a man. And there were articles saying like, oh, this woman got paid you know, one-tenth of the, of the guy's former pay. And then people were like, okay, well, yeah, but he was on the show for 20 years. Like, what the fuck do you expect? <laughs> she just started here. We don't know if she's going to be around next season. <laughs> That's so fucking laughable. But people were trying to make it out to be this this man versus woman pay disparity thing. And I think it's kind of the same thing with Mark Wahlberg and Michelle Williams. I can't say that there's no bias between the men and women. Like... If that's a if that was a man with the same level of experience, yada yada, would he be paid the same amount as Michelle Williams? Who's to say? But Mark Wahlberg is would get listed far above when it comes to uh, order of you know like p- billing. Yeah, in terms of billing, he would put be way above her. Yeah, I mean, look, let's let's keep it honest here. 
if if it's Mark, Mark Wahlberg versus Michelle Williams, I have no idea who Michelle Williams is. Yeah, that's that's kind of been the crux of this whole thing. Like, I don't even know who she is. Like, uh, let's let's be real. Like, uh, Mark Wahlberg is the reason why I've watched Shooter like fifteen times. There you go. He's a fucking weird actor. <laughs> He's fun to watch. He, he puts he puts asses in seats, and that's really in at least in Hollywood. Like on TV, it might be a little bit different, but mm-hmm. in in film, it. It's based on who people are going to go see in the theater. Right. Like, The Rock is going to make more money than Mark Wahlberg is. But, I mean, like, Mark Wahlberg is not going to be like, oh, he's getting paid more than me because he's a minority. No, it's because (laughs) he fucking... brings people in he makes people like he's the sole reason people will go see movies yeah like san andreas nobody fucking wanted to see that movie but rampage rampage nobody wants to see that movie but they will because the rocks in it yeah so i i mean it's the same thing with like will smith back in the day or uh tom cruise back in the day like for like let's be fucking let's keep it funky here I wouldn't have seen Bright as quickly as I did if it didn't have if it didn't have Will Smith in it. No, like let's. I'm gonna be 100 percent real with you. I think I saw it the day it came out. Yeah, same. Yeah, same. I watched it multiple times. <laughs> right, but I mean, like that's partially because of Will Smith, but it's also because it's a weird, fun film to watch. Yeah, and it's kind of bad. It's kind of like Fast and Furious for me. Yeah, yeah, I love those movies too. They're like so dumb. But anyway. <laughs> Like people, you people know who sells mo- who sell movies. Like they they know yeah. Michelle Williams doesn't sell movies. I still just don't even know who she is. <laughs> she, no, like let's let's be honest. People know who Mark Wahlberg is, like, even though he almost punched a man to death. Oh yeah, he is. He, I don't know about now, but he definitely was a piece of shit. Yeah, but you know you're not really thinking about that when you're watching his movies. He's the man who brought us Entourage. Yo. So, I mean, like, are you really that mad at him? Are you? Come on. Come on. Entourage. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah. I don't really see why there's there's such a... um, So much hubbub surrounding this. Like, seniority goes a long way, especially in something like entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. Let's... uh, I mean, like, let's take a look at some of the stuff Michelle Williams has been in. While you're doing that, I just want to put some things into perspective. Like, if I got onto a show with PewDiePie, and PewDiePie was paid a hundred times the amount that I was, not going to bat an eyelash at that. No. Not, nope. You got it, Mr. Pie. Like, people know who he is. People don't know who I am. Okay. 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 She's been in a bunch of stuff that I've never heard of. Blue Valentine, My Week with Marilyn Monroe. Manchester by the Sea, Brokeback Mountain, The Greatest Showman. That must be the recent one that she was That's got to be it, yeah. Yeah, she's been in a lot of shit. I've heard of all those movies, but never... Well, not all of them, but... She was in... Like, they're all kind of niche films or, like, art house shit. Yeah. I mean, she was... The largest films on here that I see that she was in... I assume, I'm going to just give it to Greatest Showman. I've... I mean, maybe Brokeback. Maybe, yeah, Brokeback was a huge one. Oz the Great and Powerful. Which no one watched. No. <laughs> that was a big movie, though. Shutter Island. And also, you have to consider, what role did she play in these? Yeah, exactly. So, it's not... Uh, I don't know, man. I, who cares? 
I mean, like she probably—I don't know who—who who whoever wrote this story is a fucking idiot. There was someone saying that like Chris Hemsworth got something like 175k for the first Thor movie, which to me seems really small for a big budget movie. Like, it's a fucking Marvel movie. He's the lead character, but he was relatively unknown at the time. Yeah, yeah. I I don't want to say that he got his blow up from Thor. Kind of did though. Did he? Yeah, the, he was, was, he was in other stuff, but I don't think he'd be a household name without the Avengers. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, maybe you would have gotten there eventually. Yeah, I mean, he had a bit role in Star Trek before then. Oh, yeah, yeah, the very beginning. Yeah, playing his dad. Yeah, he wasn't in anything good before then. Okay, there you go. Before Star Trek. So, yeah, you know... When when you, when you think about movie budgets and like actor salaries, 175k seems really slow, small. Granted, I would not pass up that kind of money for a role, but you, you gotta climb the ladder. You gotta you gotta pay your dues. Uh, I don't know if it's about paying dues. I've always hated that term. But like she's been in she's been in like 53 movies. Ooh. But it's I think it's more so about role selection than. Than anything, right? Sure. Like, if you want to make big money on a big budget movie, then you have to star in other big budget shit. Yeah. Yeah. If all you're doing is small, dramatic, artistic things, then That's, th- those don't sell tickets. Yeah. I mean, like, you'll get kudos for being really dope at your craft, but, like, then you can't really complain about a paycheck no. later. I mean, you can just do what the really really big actors do like you can be Denzel you can be in you know dumb action movies and get your paycheck and then star in artistic movies and be one of the first black actors in decades to to be best actor (laughs) yeah you can do that you I mean it's the duality of your career hey you gotta do what you gotta do I mean like if you don't feel like you wanna be in those big budget movies then you don't fucking have to yeah if you don't want to be a household name, then you don't fucking have to. Most actors aren't. <laughs> yeah. The very the very majority the very majority the majority <laughs> of actors are not household names. Indeed. Leo Larkin asks, Are you guys caught up with all the shit happening with Magic the Gathering and the Wizards of the Coast when they banned that guy for alleged harassment? If you aren't Apparently, they're fine giving a lifetime ban to a guy for spurious claims of harassment to appease a cosplayer, but not to actual convicted sexual predators and pedophiles. Pedophiles that are judges at their events, mind you. Also, you guys got any favorite anime or TV show openings and endings? As for the Wizard of the Coast stuff, I had a really hard time keeping up with that because... To me, it felt like Gamergate 2.0, just on a smaller scale. Because basically, there were people who were defending the guy, saying like, he's been a member of this community for so long, you just, you're just you just SJWs. And other people like, this guy's kind of shitty, and you just want women out of your hobby. Okay, so my take on this is always... I always prefer... Look, and not to say that people outside of the community never have a point, but I always prefer to just take the word 
of the people in the community over people outside of the community. It kind of makes sense. It's like, yo, like, what the fuck do you know about this community, dog? Like, yeah, so you brand new out here? You come, you come into my space and you try to tell me how to do my thing? Like, I've always fucking hated that shit. And it's only when something's going wrong oh, in community. And it's like, fu- like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. yeah just go home. Stay like, you don't your belong lane. here. Exactly. I've, I've always hated that. Oh, there's this controversy. I'm a little fucking bug. I like to fly to shit. Oh, I've always fucking hated that shit. Oh, controversy man. hounds. I've, I fucking hate it. But with that said, is this the dude that was flirting with the person? I don't actually that know. at the store or was that another guy? I think it's another guy because I feel like. From what I remember of it, because this was actually a little while ago, and I never really delved that too that deeply into it, so I I'm definitely loose on the on the details. But it's a guy who's a content creator for Magic, and like he he'd been around for a bit, and he must have made some pass at someone, and then she wasn't down with it, and then he kind of doubled down on it. As far as I could tell, but when people started calling for action to be taken against him, that's when it came down to this fight of like, oh, you're just pandering to SJW, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, he's a loyal member of the community. She's just some cosplayer, that kind of thing. Uh That was, again, fuzzy on the details, but that was how I saw it like online. Because I I saw some of the tweets that were like directed at Wizards, directed at Mark Rosewater, some of that shit, and like it, to me, it just looked like peop- the same type of people who would have written death threats to Anita Sarkeesian. Do I think Anita is a piece of shit and she's completely wrong about stuff? Yeah, but don't write death threats. You're just making yourself look bad. So that that's how it came across to me. So I do think, yeah, fuck the guy. Like if this is how the community is going to be. I think Wizards should send a message about, yo, we take our community seriously. We want women playing our games. Yeah, get out of here. But I also think they should be harder on the pedophiles. If someone's a convicted sexual predator, what are they doing officiating like actual events? So the question there is, okay, and oh boy, this might land me in some fucking hot water. What you got? But the question here is, are there children that go to these events? A bunch, yeah. Oh, okay. Then yeah, yeah. There yeah. should be no pedophiles. <laughs> yeah, like, it's pedophiles. like, they shouldn't be, like, you can't be in with, within 500 feet of a school if you're a pedophile. Right. And what the fuck are you doing at an event with children? Exactly. And like, I, I think that's the argument that people are making. Because, like, my store that I used to go to, the biggest demographics were, like, 18 and up. And 13 and down. Like, oh. like there weren't a lot of high school kids, but a lot, there was a big showing of middle school kids. And I don't know, I'm no pedo, but I would imagine like that's more appealing than the high school kids anyway. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, oh, fuck, that's. That's a real shitty situation. Like I don't, I don't know how the event shook out. Like I'm, I'm not personally for a lifetime ban on on pre- people depend it just really depends on how bad it got right yeah, like, like if he was just like yo shorty what's good and she was just like nah i'm good and then he was like yo bitch what's up <laughs> then like yeah you, you kick him out for like three months or whatever yeah 
But like that's that's not a, a lifetime ban, even unless you like, unless there were actual charges brought up and like some serious shit going down. Yeah, I think any a lifetime ban is a little extreme. Yeah, but I also think because it became so inflammatory and so so much vitriol like being thrown from both sides. I think then they were like, all right, you know what? Fuck them. Yeah, and just give just, them a lifetime ban. Yeah, just like, to fuck it. like fuck it. You guys want you want static? Well, I got static. <laughs> now you know who you're messing with. Yeah, I don't know, man. I organizations do some really dumb shit. Like, uh, did you hear what happened to this streamer, CJ Ride? No. So essentially, he. God, I don't remember what exactly happened on his stream, but he's a big. He was living in uh, Taiwan, I believe, Mm -hmm. and like he had a bunch of girls over at his apartment, and he was streaming IRL, and like as the girls were leaving, one of them got on their knees. And the chat started typing easy because, like, she was making a blowjob joke or whatever. And so the chat uh, started typing easy. And then uh, one of the guys that was in the apartment with him saw the chat and went up to the camera and was like, easy, by the way. Oh, my God. And so he got uh, CJ a three-day ban. But then there was, like, this big Taiwanese streamer who got really pissed about it. Mm. And then uh, talk to Twitch about it directly. And now CJ Ride is permanently banned. Oh, he because fucked of this it up. One guy. <laughs> he fucked it up. Yeah. So I like, I, I don't, I'm pretty sure that's how the events go. Like, okay. the point of the story isn't, isn't necessarily the events, but it's what organizations do to mm-hmm. like please certain audience members or yeah, people yeah. who are in their platform or utilize their platform. And, I don't know that uh, that's a good thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. throwing your weight around as an organization should be used when completely necessary, right? Yeah. Like something like with Ice Poseidon, for instance, getting getting swatted off a plane. You throw him off the platform permanently. You say, we're not tolerating this shit, period, point blank. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And that'll that's a lesson. But, like, making a joke... Yeah, right? that, like, that seems really extreme. Yeah, it's su- and like to please one guy. Yeah, that mm, like I would, I would say the biggest difference here with with wizards is that they don't really ban people often. The only times like that I can think of that people got lifetime bans were there was one guy who was a really popular content creator, and they found out he stole like tens of thousands of dollars in merchandise huge theft scheme and he was he was a really big guy too and like so he's out and then there's other people that cut, were got caught cheating at like pro levels stuff like that obviously like those are very justified and i think this was one of the first like really controversial bands that i that i can think of at least so that dude that was taking pictures with people's ass cracks yeah, got banned yeah he got banned but i i while while I appreciated his art, it fell under sexual harassment, and I can't help but agree with that. Like, it's it's taking like if he was taking pictures with cleavage, then 
I mean, there would be more of an outcry. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. I think they, I, I think know. they ended up res- like at first it was in a lifetime ban, and I think they rescinded that. Yeah, but he's back in. Yeah, but at the same, like calling it sexual harassment seems like a huge stretch. Like I, those I dudes, know. those dudes with their ass cracks out, they're not like trying to court somebody with their ass <laughs> crack. I doubt anybody's even touching their ass cracks. <laughs> And it's like, I don't know, the, like the ass isn't inherently a sex organ. I mean, not inherently. But it's. I mean, like, that seems weird. That seems like a stretch to me. It, yeah, I guess. But it kind of shows that they don't fuck around. Yeah, but even with that said, that's just like, I don't know. Ah, that eh. seems, that's like a, that's like a weak one, right? That's, yeah. that's, that's. that's it's like, uh, I don't know. That guy was having fun. <laughs> and like, he didn't include anybody's faces in it. Yeah. Either. That's, that's kind of the part where I'm a little, like, where, where I can like definitely walk it back is that, yeah, I, he wasn't out here like putting names and faces on this shit. Yeah, exactly. He was just taking pictures with ass cracks. The people in the photos were anonymous. Yeah. And I'm sure most of the people, like if, even if they recognize themselves, they were probably laughing about it. Yeah. Rather than like offended by it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, as for favorite anime openings and endings, uh, Gurren Lagann's opening gets me hype. I don't like anime. There you go. <laughs> I don't. I'm. I'm not a fan of the music or the openings. They take too much time. I. I don't think. I, I mean, if I had to like just pick one, it would probably be uh, Cowboy Bebop. Oh yeah, Tango's. Just just because it's a good song anyway. Yeah. Or Samurai Champloo maybe. Yeah. Yeah, one of those two. Yeah, those are really good. Yeah. Actually, Pop Team Epic, they showed their opening, and I really fucked with that. Like the first episode, they had a joke. They had a joke thing where they basically played the opening to a different anime. But for episode two, they played an actual opening. I fuck with it. It was a pretty good song, and the opening was actually really interesting. So yeah, that one. Okay. <laughs> Also, uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. <laughs> okay, which one? First one. The first one, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's that's still still kind of my jam. <laughs> Secret Norseman asks, "Can you give me three reasons why my refrigerator needs Wi-Fi?" No, absolutely not. There's no way you're gonna end up standing up watching porn in your kitchen. <laughs> I mean, you could though. There's no way you're going to. No, so. What are you I, gonna I do? Give, use use mayonnaise as your lube. Mm, Put mayonnaise all over your dick. Just fuck the jar. <laughs> I mean, I can give you the advertised reasons as to why, but are they real reasons? Not exactly. But you know, you can connect your your refrigerator to like your Amazon list and your Alexa and yada yada. So it's like, oh, we're out of mayonnaise because I fucked it all. <laughs> <laughs> so then I can send like a buy list out to whatever you know stuff like that. You know, real real minor convenience kind of things. But they're so minor, and people we haven't. We're not there yet, I think. But, I don't know. They're there. Or if you watch Silicon Valley, then there's a very loose reasoning as to why, theoretically, you could use your refrigerator to Wi-Fi. But, yeah. No. 
It's kind of pointless. And it makes refrigerators really fucking expensive if you do that, too. Mm -hmm. Portuguese Charlie asks, So, Chet, have you had a chance to play the DBFZ beta, or whatever they're calling it, beta? As I'm writing this, I'm done playing the tutorials and 10 online matches. Man, I fucking hate auto combos, and this game might as well be called Auto Combo Fighter Z. What a piece of garbage. I feel like this was made to keep the casual audience feeling like they're in some way skilled at fighting games. The characters feel like driving a motorboat, and even when I'm not doing anything, there's an insane amount of explosions and shit going on. Granted, I've never really played any Arc Systems games before, so this is totally new to me. Looking forward to hearing your opinion. I did not get to play the DBFC beta because I don't have a PS4 or an Xbox and they didn't do the beta on PC because fuck PC. (laughs) It's always been fuck PC. Always been. But, you know, at least we're getting the games now. Yeah. So that's something. I will actually be getting the game once it comes out in about a week and a half. So you can look forward to a, a more fleshed out opinion from me there later. But... There is definitely some room for not auto combos. And once you get past like the super low level of, you know, people just trying out this game and just doing what they can, you're going to see much less of the auto combos. But yeah, I hear that there's a lot of that in the beta. <clears throat> I also heard. Oh, thanks. Thanks, puberty. <laughs> I also heard that people were having a really hard time getting connections in the first place. So, you know, shout outs to you actually getting 10 matches in. But uh, as for like people feeling like motorboats, that was actually my biggest issue when I tried out the demo, like early, early demo at Evo or at Anime Expo. And it just felt it just felt kind of slow. Like the screen is huge. Because everyone can fly and dash around and stuff. So it's actually kind of close to Arcana Heart in that way. Where like Guilty Gear, the characters take up like, you know, say 40% of the screen. And, you know, there's like another screen height up. Whereas in Dragon Ball, you can be much farther away, much higher up. You can avoid things much more easily. And like there's a lot of time that can be spent just avoiding each other. So that makes the characters feel slower in comparison because they're not traversing the same percentage of screen distance as quickly as you would in other games. And I think there's a teleport mechanic, but it's probably not very good because I think like anyone can do it. So it's the kind of thing that you're only supposed to do sometimes, kind of like rolling in King of Fighters. Where like, okay, yeah, there's sometimes when a roll is really good, but if you're just rolling up to them, you're just going to get your shit killed. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I saw some cool stuff combo-wise and gameplay-wise. Kid Boo seems like he's going to be a fucking problem. If, they, if, if I'm looking at this correctly, he looks like he's going to be dumb. And I don't really like Boo as a character, so I'm probably not going to play him either. So I'm just going to complain about him a lot. <laughs> so hey, look forward to that. Go figure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see what how things go when the full game drops. There will probably be some minor balance changes before then. But uh, yeah, look forward to that in about two weeks. Huzzah! Yeah. 
And that does it for questions. Oh, does it? Yeah, that's it. All right, let's get into the voicemails. Yo, it's Dr. Dirty D calling in with the weather report from Detroit. Uh, yesterday it was about 60 degrees, and today we have freezing rain and snow. Not hyperbole, this is fact. But, you know, I was calling in because I really like Double Man Crybaby. Because I'm a degenerate, violent fucker, apparently. But, you know, if you really look into it, you kind of get what they were going for. Like, yeah, they do kind of explain what all of his powers are. His powers are godly powers, because he's Satan, a.k.a. Lucifer or whatever. And you knew that the main character was going to lose that fight. Like, there was no contest to it. He was going to lose it. Like, throughout the middle of the series, they show him getting fucked up by high-level demons all the fucking time. Like, he only won one fight because he just died. Like, he, he, he just doesn't, he doesn't know how to really fight that well, essentially. He's just really strong. But he's not stronger than, like, someone who's been touched by God, essentially. That being said, it was kind of weird seeing him walk around with the head. <laughs> kind of weird. Oh, well, he's got no more tears. Okay, dude. That's weird. And uh, it was just fucking weird. But it was beautifully done, in my opinion. And, you know, as a fan of Demon Lord Dante and other, like, oh, not say, like, Violent Shack, it, it was right up my alley, dude. That's it on that. I don't give a fuck what the creator was going for. I give a fuck about what is at the end. Like, what's the end product? You know what I mean? It doesn't, like, I'm not there to interpret shit. I'm there to look at what was put in front of me. Yeah. Like, I can't say, oh, this was kind of a half step, but I'm going to give him a pass on it. No, the story in it completely was dog shit. So, I like, I'm not going to give him credit for writing something better in the 1970s. I don't give a fuck about that. I don't, like, I just if you want it to be as good as it was in the 1970s bitch you better make me read that shit from the 1970s or you don't put out what you what you're going to at the quality that you did so yeah 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 oh we need to have that fucking argument about our auteur's theory or whatever the fuck it's called authors the oh what separating the art from the artist no the auteur's theory i i don't I don't know. Uh, like I don't know. The like uh the author, like what the original vision by the author is. Oh. Yeah, like if that should make a difference. Man. I mean, my my knee jerk is no because as an as an audience member, does it really matter if your message is supposed to be one thing and it's interpreted as another by the masses not by like one asshole who's got some whacked out theory but by the masses if everyone thinks it's b and you were trying to say a does it matter that you were trying to say a no because then that means you had a bad delivery of your message yeah. and that whatever you were putting out just happened to, to say some other message now i but there's other times where people just don't get what you're trying to do. And that, that comes across and say like satire, for example, like the onion is very clearly satire. Everyone should know that the onion is satire, but when someone takes an onion article at face value, now that's on them, not on the author. 
So there, there you can you can make an argument either way, you know, whether or not intent matters. But for I would say serious media, no, it doesn't matter what you were trying to say. What matters is what people received. Yes, unless you go back and clarify, but then that's weak. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yep. Hey man, where do I buy a T-shirt at? Thanks. Damn, short and to the point. Yeah. It's a good question. Uh, we haven't put up a merch store yet. Uh, we might. Uh, I did a bunch of pricing recently for for shit, like enamel pins, t-shirts, a bunch of shit. And essentially, it's going to cost uh, around for any individual set of items for a hundred items. It's basically going to be two hundred and fifty dollars for everything, right? Like, if I want a hundred enamel pins. 250 if i want embroidered patches 250 if i want um t-shirts like 100 t-shirts in varying sizes 250 like it's a it's generally about the same price across the board for everything with the exception of if i do something like designed by humans where they take a chunk of the the money and we run like a short campaign for for a, a little bit they make nice shirts though yeah, I'm. We can do it if you want to. <laughs> they make they make some nice shirts. Though. All right, I'll, I'll put together <laughs> something for designed by humans and I'll put it up. There we'll, you go. we'll talk about it in the next episode. Yeah, uh, it'll probably be a month long campaign, so you'll have a month to 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 get whatever whatever it is that you wanted. Yeah. If if we do end up doing that, like honestly, that's probably the best quality of product that we could get, like for our scale and like how much like we're not going to buy 10,000 shirts like we're never going to sell no. 10,000 shirts as we are no we're uh, not. so it's harder to get a good quality of material of print quality etc cetera, etc cetera, at such a small scale because when they say 100 shirts that's nothing like you'll you'll sell more shirts than that at like a company picnic so something like designed by humans where it's basically a bespoke run they make some nice shirts. I'm like I'm, no, this is not a design by human shirt that I'm wearing right now. <laughs> but like half of my closet is from them. Okay. So, so yeah, I mean, we we'll do something from design by humans. We'll see how much, uh, like, how many t-shirts we can sell. Like, if we're if we're doing good numbers, I mean, like, I'm not opposed to like taking that money and then opening up a big cartel store. Yeah. Or something. But what we need to do in order to make sure that we do better sales is, like, basically just expand the audience. Yep. So, yeah. you know, get out there, get some likes, get some shares, tell your friends, yeah. tell your family. Tell all of them. Tell, all, tell everyone you've ever known about us. Share it around the office, and then people will look at you weird when we do an off-the-wall episode where all we talk about is anime and sex and shit. <laughs> yeah. Never have sex, by the way. It changes you as a person. Yes. Stay a virgin forever. Stay Don't do the Chad run. Stay pure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nerds. This is the stuttering EDH guy again. It's been a long time. Uh, since last time I talked, a lot of badass EDH commanders have come out. So I'm just curious, uh, Chet, what is your favorite legendary creature that was released in 2017? For me, it was Apatra, and a close second is the Zan. 
Uh, I heard that you were building a Ur Dragon deck, so I wonder how that's coming along. Anyway, uh, take care, guys, and uh, happy New Year. Happy New Year, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I really liked that uh, the new dragons that came out, like the Ur Dragon himself, not Scion of the Ur Dragon, which I still use. I still use Scion as my commander, for the record, just because I have too many shenanigans that I can do with that. But the Ur Dragon was a really cool design. Ramos, the dragon engine, also pretty fucking sweet. But, I mean, I have to admit that I haven't really been keeping up with Commander itself. Like, the main guy that I played Commander with, I don't talk to anymore. So, I just haven't, I haven't really been playing it. Um, but what, what is this? Is this magic? Yeah, yeah it's, it's magic online. Oh. It's a magic format, but it's more casual, except gets ruined by very serious tournament players <laughs> <laughs> go figure yeah I actually I, I feel like I may have mentioned this on the podcast before but the store I went to mostly was actually very competitive so even when people were playing commander they took it very seriously so what was meant to be a casual format kind of became a pissing contest so I got kind of mad at this because everyone was running these just, you know, infinite green decks and, like, prison blue-white decks and, you know, whatever. So I, I built a Jund-colored deck with Sekouar, the deck Deathkeeper, as my commander. And I literally just jammed as many infinites into that deck as I could. And it was, it was undefeated for a long time. Because I was just, you know... God, what did I have? I know there was a... Uh, Oh god, I'm forgetting all of the the two card combos. Point is, I took every infinite in Jund colors that was like two to three card interactions that were like still decent cards. Threw them all into a single deck, and no one wanted to play against that anymore. And I was like, cool. Do you want to not do your mono green uh, Yeva deck anymore? Just flashing all of your elf bullshit, draw a thousand cards. Yeah, you want to not do that? You want to play some magic? Or do you just want to masturbate? All right? Because I can play my decks if you want to do that. <laughs> uh, I can masturbate on these cards too. What an asshole. What an asshole. I had a message to send. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, as for new stuff, honestly, I haven't been keeping up all that much, but there's that, the Mardu Colored Vampire, I th which I, was that, I think that was another one of the, uh, <laughs> another one of the new Commander ones, but that guy's cool, the uh, Baron Markov or whatever, but yeah, um, yeah, I need to, I need to, keep up with some more commander if i if i revise my opinion on that i'll let you know all right well that does it for voicemails yeah you can uh give us a call at 413 savage one savage you can shoot us an email at askrnh at gmail.com you can join us on the subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash real nerd hours podcast. You can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash real nerd hours. That's where you'll find the video of Chet and I playing getting getting over it. And then me having to take the disgusting shot. Unfortunately I couldn't I wasn't there in time to get the audio from 
from Denzel dying. Oh boy. So that was that oh, was gnarly. Boy. Oh boy. Yeah. That one that was an ugly throw up. <laughs> that one was uh, uh, it, I don't even know what it sounded like. It, it was a little it was like kind of like that but a little higher pitched. Okay. All right. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah that's real fucking ugly. <laughs> real ugly. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at XRealNerdHours. You can follow me on Twitter at that Denzel. You can follow Chet on Twitter at BushidoBrownSD. Excellent. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's edition of Real Nerd Hours. We'll see you next Thursday. Y'all have a good night.